Hello and good day, wonderful human spirit. I hope that wherever you are on this planet, you're doing fantastic. It is a privilege and honor to be with you as always, and I hope wherever you are on this planet, you're doing amazing, sending you all the best vibes your way to you, your family, and your friends. We've got a fantastic episode of the show for you today. We have my friend Lee Davey back on, and we are talking about his time and what he learned, um, the wisdom of the Kogi tribe. Now, if you don't know anything about the Kogi tribe, they are incredibly fascinating. Uh, Lee goes into details, but I believe they spend the first like eight or 10 years of their life in pure darkness. They are from South America. Now, all these details Lee's gonna, um, you know, refine for me, but they're just so connected to the land and they have these prophecies and they're starting to come forth and share it with the Western world. So people like Lee and uh, foreigners that, you know, for many years, I don't even know if people realize that these people existed. They have a very, very interesting way of life. And I actually had the uh, great fortune of meeting one when I was in, in Guatemala for the Mayan fire, fire ceremony. And uh, just a very, very inter interesting culture, ancient tribe, ancient traditions, um, really powerful and important knowledge for the world right now and everything that's going on. And so uh, in this episode, episode we talk about uh, studying with the Mamos they're also called the Mamos in South America uh, understanding them the Kogi tribe the United Nations of Spirit why they stay the first uh, 7 to 12 years in darkness uh, the 20,000 year oral lineage of wisdom uh, why the governments denied Native Americans access to their sacred sites, the gathering of the elders, natural law, humanitarian excellence, and so much more. This is an absolutely phenomenal episode. I know you're going to enjoy it. And if you do like it, please share. Go through the old episodes. There's so many great episodes. Uh, share those around. Leave a review, and we will overcome the censorship. Get the word out there. I'm working on a lot of things behind the scenes. And I'd also like to announce and thank my brand new sponsor, The Good Inside. Um, they reached out and it's so funny how the universe works. I was really looking into heavy metal detox because I kept seeing weird stuff with these nanoparticles and, and on the swabs and just the whole thing. And then it was just metals everywhere. And then having these uh, guests on saying, you know, almost everybody who has a cancer or terminal illness, there's there's heavy metals in the body. So I started to dig into it. And I was like, oh my God, this is insane. Um, and I actually had someone uh, reach out and I found this company that uh, they do a lot of amazing products but their top one because it's becoming just so necessary is this zeolite and they call it pure body extra and zeolite is one of the best ways to detox heavy metals from the, the body there are over 300 there's hundreds of articles that talk about how powerful zeolite is for getting heavy metals out of the body there are other ways to do it as well and i'm researching those and i'll get back to you um you know greens and there's uh, uh, a few other ways uh, great foods and so you know like apple cider vinegar things like that um you can do a, a google search and figure out you know how do you detox heavy metals and there's a lot out there and so i'm using it all in combination but why this is amazing it's just a simple spray with massive efficacy and that's what I'm all about and so in this collaboration they're actually offering this audience for a limited time uh, you can get a bottle for five bucks um, after this week they're gonna change it but for our launch offer it's gonna be five bucks um, and you can try it out they also have amazing other products as well just go to the goodinside.com forward slash MB and if that runs out there's gonna be other discount 
links there as well for their amazing products. Um, I got the athlete pack and I'm just absolutely loving it. And I vetted it with my friends. Um, you know, I put it to the group of doctors I'm in and they all vetted for uh, zeolite saying it's incredibly effective. They also talked about how important a heavy metal detox is, especially now with all the weirdness that's going on. So if you want to check it out, go over to thegoodinside.com forward slash Matt m-a-t-t-b that's the goodinside.com forward slash matt m-a-t-t-b and if you're in time for the limited offer you can get a bottle of pure body extra heavy metal detox for just five bucks and if you miss out on that we're working on some other discounts for my audience because all of their products are amazing like i said i'm already using them i've been loving it i've been experimenting with a lot of nootropics and i do cleanses and i do fasts and all these different things and i found this to be immediately much better than any of the nootropics that i tried and i'm not sure why that is i don't know what the science is and i honestly don't know if it's a placebo however um i do find that it was pretty effective and then i've also been experimenting with some other things as well and that's the best way to get any use out of anything it's your diet you know use it as a supplement like i have these training devices and you know i use a supplement to supplement my training and you can kind of you know experiment with all these different things for your health and so that's the most important thing so even for me it was a motivator it's like okay i'm gonna try this and i'm gonna have the apple cider vinegar and i'm gonna make sure that i have lemon in my water and all these other things it kind of couples together and it inspires you to do other things so if that's what it does at the minimum um you know it's it's a benefit but zeolite i, I went through some of the published studies and uh there's no doubt that it is incredibly effective um and all the doctors i spoke to vouched for it and uh so yeah so if you want to check it out um, that's my new sponsor. Stoked to have them. So if you want to support me, you can support them. And that's it. Uh, let's come into a state of peace and coherence. No, oh, yeah. The most important way to support the show is to do three kind acts wherever you are in the world. Uh, you know, you guys know that I, I don't take a lot of sponsors. So it took a while to vet them to make sure it's legit. And I'll figure out how to make some sort of proper spiel. But that's my announcement about the new sponsor. Uh, I'm stoked on them. And if you want to support the show, uh, go become a member. Thank you to all my patrons. Thank you to everybody sharing. Uh, you know, you make this happen. The Law Summit is just about closing up. If you haven't checked that out yet, be sure to check it out. There's absolutely phenomenal interviews over there. I think we recorded 20 interviews um, with just these amazing experts over the last few months that were so important. And now we've got that energy for, uh, you know, this group of people who are looking for truth and freedom and justice. And they're more armed now and they have a little bit more knowledge. And that's what we need. We need community. We need knowledge and we need action. So I'm going to stop rambling because we got an amazing show for you let's come into a state of peace and coherence wherever you are in this world just stop what you're doing take in a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath let it out slowly filling every cell every muscle and every fiber of your being with peace joy contentment enthusiasm inspiration and get ready to enjoy this absolutely phenomenal episode with lee davy Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. As you know, we are currently overcoming extreme censorship. Uh, they just let us back on YouTube again. If you want to support this show, please go over to mattbelair.com, become a member, share episodes as far and as wide as you can, leave a review, and most importantly, consider doing three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. Today's guest helps individuals expand their health and consciousness. 
He helps guide people on a journey to open their mind, honor their spirit, and hone their physical form. Welcome to the show, my friend, Lee Davey. My brother, so good to see you. So good to uh, connect with you again. And, and thank you so much for all the work you're doing and uh, yeah, for, for having me on your show. It's been uh, a while. Yeah, brother. It's always so great to see you. You know, we go back to the, the brother bond of Egypt, you know, yeah. both of us exploring the world and what's possible. And you've been on this road for a long time, you know, uh, the modern samurai and all the work that you've done in the past and health and wellness and consciousness. You're really an expert in the field. And one of them that's been able to endure the process, right? It's like, it's a lifelong journey. It's a lifelong pursuit. A lot of people will kind of like do health and wellness on the side or, you know, things like that. You've really been pursuing it for a long time. So I definitely see you as a unique and a peer in that sense where not a lot of people are able to do that. Um, and recently in your endeavors, you're always up to doing fascinating things. You've been studying or learning with the, the Kogi tribe, the Mamos, which are incredibly fascinating down in South America and doing a lot of interesting stuff. You know, you're engaged with uh, Foster and Kimberly Gamble and, and all the stuff they're doing over at Thrive Hub and things like that. So um, I'll shut up and, and get you to share a little bit about your background and like how you got to do and what you're doing and, and all the exploration, but also explaining, you know, your studies with the, the Kogi and what you've been learning from them. Yeah, man. Thank you. Um, it has been a long journey in this, in this lifetime. Um, uh, and it, it really, I'll, I'll weave it all together because it's, it's, uh, you know, really rang true when, when we were at one of the ancient sites with the Mamos and they were talking about, you know, this is, this is how we get our information. And it was essentially like a giant stone in the middle of the rainforest and it had all these like drawings and carvings on it and footprints. And it wasn't like it was poured cement or something. It was, it was literally a huge stone in the center of the rainforest. And, and they're like, yeah, this is, this is how we, we um, learn. This is, this is where we get our knowledge from. And I'll talk more about that in a second. Cause like I said, it comes full circle. Um, but for me, and again, in this lifetime, it, it started at like 13 years old. And I was just like, okay, like we're told this story of, you know, go to school, get good grades, get a job, you know, work for 40, 50 years, retire. If you have any semblance of health left, you know, you get to enjoy your twilight years and, and then, you know, you're going to kick the bucket and that's it. And, and that really never sat with me. I'm just like, wait a minute, like, where's the truth here? Right. And, and, and that was kind of the first time at 13 years old, I was like, you know, what, what, who am I? Like, what is all this? Right. And, and so that's led to, I'll, I'll let, I'll let uh, everybody guess how many years it's been, but it's been quite a few years um, of journeying and, and seeking where the truth is and starting with, you know, the gym and, and fitness and, and then nutrition and supplementation. And then, martial arts and mindsets and meditation and, and, and then breath work and then the neurophysiological components and tons of medicine experiences. And what I've discovered, especially, you know, over the last, I'll give you a hint, 20 years has been that it has been a journey and, and every step has led me closer to what truth is, right? And, and where there was those aspects of truth, it was like putting these pieces of this this grand puzzle together of, you know, who am I? Who are we? Why are we here? What is all of this? And 
the journey with the mamos was just confirmation and it literally led me back to the origin they are the keepers of the origin of the earth they they live in the mountains of the sierra nevada in in colombia and for the first time they have come down from the mountain to share this knowledge with they call us younger brother and they they tell this story and they, they, they tell everything by allegory, by, by story. And, and that's, that's one of the things I love. And they're like, so they were entrusted with this wisdom and this, this piece of land. And, and I look at it like these concentric circles, right? And, and this wisdom is the origin. It is the natural order. It is making payments, both spiritual and physical, to the earth, asking for blessings, and then receiving those blessings and, and direction. And, and that connection is what we have really, really gotten away from in a, in a really big way. And they say, you know, essentially that is why there's so much chaos right now. That is why um, within, within, between each other, on the planet, with the weather, like it all comes down to making these payments. But they were, so they were entrusted with this information and this little piece of land. And then the natives were entrusted with, other ancient sites and a little bit more land. And then younger brother, all the rest of us, they're like, you know, you guys got the rest of it and you got to go and explore. And, but you were supposed to come back. You were supposed to come back to remember. Right. And they're like, you never came back. And so we've forgotten this connection. We've forgotten this way of being. We've forgotten this, this way of life, this connection with, with the, the heart of the spirit of the world. And in that disconnection is what lies where all of the, the turmoil, where all of our um, problems really lie. And so they're like, you guys never came back. So we have to come down from the mountain to share this um, because really there's, there's, there's no more time to waste. Like, like we need to come together. We need to come back to center. We need to come back, you know, to understanding the depths of this connection with the planet, making these payments, making these offerings, receiving these blessings, so that we can move, we can we can move forward in the natural order and, and with the natural order. Like we can continue to build and do all the things that we're doing. As you know, a lot of things I feel with with the communities that are spreading up and the land that's being purchased and the you know, the, the different platforms that are being built and the solutions that are here are done from a much better place than maybe they've been done in the past, but without that origin, without that connection to the earth, without the blessing and the payments, it's just a literally another layer of crap on top of the current layer of crap that we've got. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's amazing, man. And I know that, uh, I know a little bit about the Kogi or Mamos. That's a synonym, right? Like the both mean the same thing. Yeah, the, the Kogi is, is a, like a specific tribe. So there were, there were four tribes um, specifically that were entrusted with this knowledge. And the Kogi is, is one of them. Okay, got it. So yeah, I had my first encounter when I was at the Mayan fire ceremony in Guatemala. And it was really fascinating that he said uh, some of the similar things. There was a translator there and uh, it was very fascinating. And I'm curious if you can share a little bit about their background, because 
the way they live and, and how they grow up and what they do is really fascinating. Is it true that they spend the first 12 years of their life in darkness? Yeah, it's like it's it's seven to 12, I think, depending on, um, you know, which which area of this knowledge they've been entrusted with. Um, so we had we had two two mamos, mamos uh, Fernando and mamos uh, Artillo. And um, Artillo didn't he didn't say much. He was always walking the land and just connecting and making payments and and um yeah, just really like was was like the lead, I guess, connector um, to the stones, to the trees. Um, and they were, so the two of them were connected and then it was connected to um, the, the whole tribe back in Colombia. And they were tuning in to, you know, what payments we were supposed to make as a group. And we even got our, our, um, our earth names which was, was so phenomenal. Um, and then Mamo Fernando, he was obviously weaving and, and they call it weaving when we're like making these payments and making this connection. Um, weaving with, with uh, Mama uh, Artillo and, and the others back in Colombia, but then he would actually speak into, you know, why they were there and, and what they were doing. Um, and then the kind of the lead um, and, and the, the bridge to them was um, Candy, Ma Candy Maho was his name. So he was he was kind of the lead facilitator and is not considered a mamo, but understands their, their teachings. And so he's kind of the bridge into the mamo, the bridge out to us. And now we get to be essentially stewards or guardians um, of this journey that has now started um, and there, there are going to be more opportunities to, to sit with the mamos and, and more like retreat style events where we're going to be able to go and sit with them and, and it was it was beyond any retreat that I've ever been to like typically you know you're doing lots of stuff and then your breath work and maybe medicine and different things and this was like we were for the majority of the time we were sitting listening but what we were listening to was like an ancient, an ancient language. And within that language is, carries, a, carries a vibration, carries a frequency. So when that was happening, I was literally like, you know, they would, they would say something in terminology and, and I would kind of feel my, my body unlocking. And, um, and I, you know, I, I think it's safe to say that the, the 20 of us that were there have been fully activated um, for this mission of, you know, going back, back to the origin of, of sharing this knowledge of cross pollinating and um, reconnecting not only with the earth, but the Mamos and the, the native elders and, and tribes all over the planet. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And I heard, I heard that they, so they've come down for the first time, to share some of their ancient teachings, I'm assuming that they get passed down gener generationally, like from the other indigenous people that I've, stu I've studied with, it's always passed down orally from generation to generation. And so the question I have from studying with you studying with them, why did they choose to come down now? What is their perception of what is happening now? And what are their solutions moving forward? Well, they're, they're essentially like, 
Mama Earth is not happy. Like she's she's pissed at us, right? Because we because we forgot because we haven't made these payments because um, you know we've gotten so disconnected and and you know if if you look at primarily even just like the weather stuff, they'll go to a specific area and say like, well the the weather has changed here because you know, this has been dug out and this has been put in and these trees have been planted when they're not indigenous. And right. So they're, they're able to read the land um, in such a fascinating manner that it's, it's like, you know, if we actually just repair and, and kind of start to put things back where they were supposed to be, which, I mean, that's obviously a big task, but um, we're going to start to regain a little bit of order. And then beyond that, um, as we learn and understand how to make these payments. And it's not, it's not that we would like younger brother would actually have to make all the payments ourselves, but this like cross pollination with them, right. Is, is going to allow them to make payments on our behalf and, and then ask permissions and pass that back out to us. So what I'm, what I'm feeling and what, you know, a number of us are, are working towards um, is, is the idea of, of a, of a unification of sorts, right? Uh, um, so I've, I'm co-stewarding with a, with a dear friend of mine, uh, Zagitas uh, Bajornas. Um, I think I said that right. Apology if I don't, if I did, uh, Zagitas. Um, we're, we're co-stewarding what we're calling the Unified Alliance. And the Unified Alliance essentially is a planetary call to coherent action. Right. There's all kinds of action being taken, but there's there's no coherence. And, and I feel like this speaks to uh, coming back into the the origin. Right. And, and so if you look at that outer circle and all the, the crypto platforms and communities and, and external energy devices and technologies and like all of the solutions that are being worked on from different communities and different organizations all over the planet. Right. And then you look at that second circle that has all of the natives and their land and their ancient sites and their wisdom. And then you've got the third, which essentially is the Mamos and the Lamas, right? And so we've, I've connected with uh, the United Nations of Spirit, which is an organization that has, um, I'm not sure how many, how many um, native tribes it has, but, but quite a few in South America. And so, what we want to do is, is share that, bring more of the, the native elders from all over the planet into that organization, connect that with the Unified Alliance. The Unified Alliance is connected to all, you know, all kinds of like the little brother organizations, the cryptos and like all these other solutions. And what we really want to do is start the conversation between the first two circles and say, okay, like how can we start to weave back together? Like what, what information do the natives have and what do they need and what are the ancient sites and start to combine that with the, the, like what we've been entrusted with, which is the technology and some of the other lands and, and money and, and all that sort of thing. So it starts this cross pollination of, of information, of resources, of tools, to these first two circles. And all the while, the Mamos are gonna be continuing to connect with us and, and kind of the initial like earth stewards 
that were that have been on this journey with them can start to disseminate that information out. So it becomes this like hybrid cross-pollinating um, systemic global call to coherent action in all that we're doing. And, and as the information from the outer circle flows to the inner circle, they're gonna be able to make payments to the, the specific sites um, to be able to get those permissions from the earth. And then they'll be able to pass that information back out to us so that we'll be able to take action based on a more orderly approach rather than just taking action. And that's, so that's, that's kind of what is present in this moment. Um, who knows how, like how, how it's all going to happen and, and uh, come to fruition. I mean, there's so many moving parts and so many changes so rapidly right now, but I mean, that is, and, and so like so many organizations, so many people, right. That are like, yeah, like let's, but then becomes, okay, what are all of the pieces and how do they fit together? Yeah. Wow. Well, that sounds amazing. And I think it's exciting to get connected to some more of the indigenous wisdom and to have them come down and be willing to share uh, what they know and what they've learned and what they've held. And you know, this from studying with the different um, indigenous teachers is that the sacred sites have been there for, you know, thousands and thousands of years and they use them for ritual. They use them for ceremony. They use them from all these different purposes. And what we know is that we don't know how they're built. There's a lot of speculation. It's very fascinating. Uh, but we, a lot of people believe there's some sort of technology and maybe this is part of that indigenous wisdom is that passing that down orally of how to go to these different sacred sites. When I was with Clifford Mahuti in uh, Zuni, Arizona, you know, he said that, you know, basically all the government sites they would take over their sacred sites, right? So they'd block them away from their sacred sites. Then it would become a government site or a military site. And so they systematically ensured that the, the indigenous people could not go to their sacred sites, which maybe there is a technology, maybe there's an energy, maybe, maybe it's just like some water in the spiritual realm, right? Like we want to go to the stream, we go to water, maybe there's something uh, going on there, but they would have access to this. And there, there must be a reason for it because from the, people that I trained with, they had a 20,000 year oral history. Um, I'm not sure if you learned about how long their history went back, but I always thought that that was fascinating, whether I was speaking to David Lombear, the Mi'kmaq, Clifford Mahuti of the Zuni, or Carlos Barrios, a Mayan elder, they all said 20,000 year oral history, which is really fascinating because it goes far beyond what we're taught or, or the reality that we quote unquote know. And it seems like Western society is the one that's kind of trapped in the matrix. They're very disconnected from nature. They're disconnected from natural law. They're disconnected from spirit. They're in this virtual world, right? In an unnatural world for how we live and how we eat and how we interact with each other and how we feel, uh, you know, you know, some people can manage it. Okay. But when you look at, you know, some of these cultures, like when I was traveling, I heard that, you know, poor cultures are on average happier. Well, when I observe that, you know, if you're not, if you're not in extreme poverty where you're dying of starvation, but you're in poverty, when I was in a lot of places, they actually genuinely were happier with absolutely nothing. Now it's not always the case. You want to be able to have abundance, but I just thought that was fascinating to observe in real life. And so, um, yeah, do you, do you know if they've spoken about the sacred sites or how we, 
move forward with this? I guess either talk onto the rant if, uh, you know, there's something that came up there or I'll fire a question, but I'm curious how they view the sacred sites and if they speak on it at all. They, they did. And, and to your point about the 20,000 years, they, they said about the same thing. Like this is, this has been passed down um, orally from, from, you know, in, within their lineage for, yeah, for about the same period of time. Um, and in terms of the sacred sites, so there are 533 in, uh, in the Sierra, um, Sierra Nevada. They have access to 33 of them. There are 7,033 across the world and, and 2,000, 2,033 in the, like in the Southern, uh, like the Southern, um, And so they're like, and, and this is, this is in part, um, in connecting to, you know, younger brother, it's, it's like, so we, we essentially kind of have the means and, and part of what the, the UA and some other organizations that we're going to be partnering with is like, okay, like, yes, a, a planetary call to coherent action, but then with the overarching, um, like, team humanity, noble endeavor is, is how I'd like to, to uh, state it, to reacquire their lands so that they can actually travel to make payments to these ancient sites, to reacquire a specific piece of land so that they can build a seed bank um, to be able to, to protect and preserve the seeds. Like this, this is, this is essentially where the urgency and why they've come down from the mountain is, is kind of this, this larger, um, you know, global, global mission, because again, they've said that once that has happened and once they've been able to make these payments and once this information ripples out to the planet and more people come into coherence and come back into that natural order and connection with the planet, then everything's going to shift. And then like they, they've, they've stated that it's like, it's essentially already done. Now it's just like, like it's done energetically. It's just now taking the steps to actually make it happen in the physical. Well, the seed bank in itself is incredibly important. You know, it's incredible that uh, you cannot patent what's in nature. So what Monsanto does is genetically modify seeds. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure it makes no sense, but you can't use regular seeds now in farms. And that's like old news, I guess they had, you only had to buy these genetically modified seeds. It's just absolutely bonkers how much our reality is being coerced and created through corporations uh, that just want to control the means of production. And really all you need as a human is to be able to grow food uh, be able to eat and get clean water and a bit of shelter. You know, uh, if we lived a natural way, disease would be pretty foreign to us, right? The mammals are surviving yeah. out there without pharmaceuticals or vaccines. And, you know, big pharma is only about a hundred years old, right? It's not that much, I think, yeah, it's about a hundred, hundred bit more than a hundred years old. And so yeah. how do we survive for thousands of years before that? Right. And how did all the indigenous yeah. survive? And so it's getting back to this natural way of living. We won't need these diseases or we won't have these diseases caused from the food we eat and all this disconnection. We're going to be able to resonate at a higher frequency. And, and to me, that just means more joy, more peace, more awareness, and potentially, other senses or, or heightened senses. For me, I've experienced those, whether it's been 
through training or when I was in a koala habitat for long periods of time, um, mm. you kind of get more in tune with nature and it's just a different feeling. It's a different thought process. It's almost like the fogginess of your mind goes away. There's a bit of a fog for how we live and how we um, do things. Like I remember Carlos Barrios telling me he, he did this um, gathering of indigenous elders and I was asking him and his daughter who their favorite was. And I forget what they called him, but there's this one guy that they came out and uh, everybody, he, he was the favorite guy. And um, they were staying at their house in Guatemala and he had a shower and he goes, this water's dead. And he went out and he went out to the local, um, you know, lake and bathed in there and where he lived was out in nature. Right. So if you could imagine the perception or the way of life or how different it would be to never be looking at a screen once to be fully engaged with the environment uh, like a bird or an animal would. And I feel like what we lost in humanity's search for growth, which we want to grow and we want to expand and we want to explore and we want to improve with these tools and these technologies, but they've kind of taken over our spirit. They've taken over that balance with the connection with our earth and honoring and, and really understanding the circle of life of what we do and how it engages. And we're not talking about this green new deal where you use climate change to, you know, take over the world and, and usurp it. We're talking about responsibility and understanding nature and understanding our relationship to everything, um, mm -hmm. taking what we need and not being, you know, greedy and just being mindful of our, our surroundings. And so that's just a comment I wanted to share. Do you want to add on to it? Yeah, brother. I, I mean, um, so so another dear brother that I that I met on this trip that I that I remembered. I, I feel like you know, as as we come back into contact with each other and meet each other for the first time, it's it's just like meeting family, right? Like from from lives past. And this is um, so so Timoteo, and he's been he's been really like you know the last four or five years just basically living with the land, living outside. And, and so his perspective and, and the wisdom that he's, he's gleaned from that is, is so, so profound. And so like, we're talking about like, you know, the, the new technologies, like the five dimensional tech and the free energy and like all the things that are, that are, um, I feel like that are, that are coming, that are being birthed right now. And he's like, yeah, but can you imagine the, like, if all of those stones and crystals and everything that was in the earth gridded perfectly, you know, and, and, and we actually just stayed tuned into that, like it's beyond any external technology that we're birthing at this time. And, and like to your point about, you know, these heightened senses, I feel like these are all steps again, like coming full circle. These are all steps back to the origin back to what we the capabilities that we that we, that we had naturally um and you know if if and uh, i was going to say if if we had not gone the route that we have to develop all this stuff but we, we obviously can't go backwards now right so so now i feel like it's about like bridging that gap so tuning back into the earth so that we come more fully online to these, these heightened senses and, and to the, to the, you know, the expanded versions of who we truly are. And then like figuring out like what, what technologies we need. And, and again, like you said, like, what is, 
what are the necessities where they're going overboard, where they're continuing to kind of rape and pillage the, the earth um, of those natural, natural resources so that like we can, we can, we can find balance. We can, we can come to, to balance within and, and without, like with, within each other, within ourselves, towards each other and with the earth. Right. And, and so like, what, what does that look like? You know? And, and I feel like that's, that's the, you know, this cross pollination of all of this wisdom that we have, if we move forward as, as one tribe, as team humanity, right. It's like, okay, like what can we actually leave where it is? What is actually developed that we can utilize? And then how do we come back into order so that we can limit how much we have to pull from the earth because, you know, to, to have those, like some of the crystals returned and, and, you know, some of the land maintained and, and the payments being made and, and our, our, that depth of connection reestablished. It's like, we wouldn't even need these things to have a conversation. It'd just be like, Hey Matt, like what's going on. Right. Like there, there'd be that, those heightened senses and our telepathic, like they, from my understanding, they have telepathic capabilities, the mamas. So they, they basically like sit around and look at each other. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. You know, like, and I feel like we all have those capabilities um, when we come back to the natural order. I love that. And I'm glad you brought that up because it was actually what I was going to bring up before you went down that rabbit hole. I had uh, Crow 777 on. He has an incredible podcast, very wise individual. And one of the concepts that he shared that was new for me was the idea of the elite or the people who've kind of usurped the technology and became the ruling class of kind of putting out the technology before we already had it. So like before we would develop it internally. So let's just say telephones, but if we didn't have telephones, right, then would we have just naturally evolved into communicating in a different way? We don't know. It sounds like a bit of, uh, you know, Star Trek and evolutionary kind of stuff, but it's interesting because what's happened is we have allowed technology to be a, a crutch, right? So we used to know how to navigate. How the heck did they navigate the seas using the stars back in the day? How do you, you know, how, remember back in the day, your parents driving, you know, kids won't know this, but with a map and written down instructions, you know, asking people for help, like where the heck you're going, right? And now if we don't have that little dot exactly telling us where to go, we're almost useless. And so there is something to be said for that. And, and one of the one of the theories he had was maybe this is our evolution, right? Maybe this is when a caterpillar uh, becomes a butterfly and they're just trying to stall that as much as possible. And so rather than looking for this external technology to fix us, let's look to the internal technology because even from our understanding of the body and the mind and the universe, which is very interesting and confusing and infinite it does seem like that the body is the technology it's the body that should be cultivated and the more we rely on technology we're kind of um limiting that and and we've definitely lost balance you know what i mean it's like uh we're just using it 
and and relying on it rather than uh, developing our inner understanding, our inner knowing. And we don't even know how far that goes. For example, the Shaolin monks in China that could break stone with two fingers. Um, or if we teach our kids that telepathy is normal and it is possible and we begin cultivating that. And just like in the same way, a simple way, you look at the four minute mile, right? Humans didn't think that that was possible or a deadlift. If, if you take in another culture and you see how much like somebody who trains can deadlift a thousand pounds or 800 pounds, that's not normal. You know what I mean? But that's using the body as a technology, but just a simple weighted technology, right? But same with the Shaolin monks breaking stone. How do you do that? All they use was a tree and stone and meditation and intense practice to do something where it's, it's far beyond what normal people think is possible. Mm-hmm. And they're integrating the meditative aspect of that. So we don't really know how far this goes. And it's an invitation to, come back to that technology you know it's same with weapons right like you go into a forest and you rely on a knife well if you can make a knife that's real knowledge that's real gnosis that's real understanding you're not using a crutch you're using your mind your body your understanding of nature to create from nothing and that's another thing actually i learned from david lone bear is just like it's like yeah i could build a canoe from from nothing like starting with no tools no axe no nothing you know he could learn build a whatever chop down a tree carve it out and i've seen them do some of those things like oh my goodness right just to, you know start a fire with nothing apparently he had to learn 21 ways to start a fire with nothing and uh you know it was such an interesting thing and as a side note he goes if you're afraid of the dark learn how to start a fire with nothing you'll never be afraid of the dark again and uh you know it's amazing how many grown adults are afraid of the dark like i have no shame in saying that a couple years ago i was and even now, every sometimes I'm like, I feel that little tickle, you know, like these, yeah. these all those horror movies, you just imagine all the worst thing. So I would train, I trained through running through the forest at night in the dark and like pitch black was horrifying. You know what I mean? It's just, just a horrifying experience. And so I'm someone who is, you know, strong and knows martial arts and is fed and I was still scared. And so it's an interesting thing because we live in nature, right? This little box is in this artificial light is my safety. So it's like a bit of a disconnection. And so to overcome that and just get closer and closer to the earth, it removes a lot of that fear. It gives you more uh, capability, more understanding. And that's one way, actually an amazing way to train the senses because as I started to do it, all of a sudden I had like a sonar go on where like it might, because I couldn't see, right. It was pitch black. My, everything else, my ears turned up, everything else was, was navigating what was going on. And this was like a forest trail with rocks and stumps and all kinds of stuff. And I got through totally fine, but the senses were massive. And so you know, I, I just say all that to say we have no idea what the limits of consciousness are. And rather than always looking to for technology for the solution, what happens if we go in reverse and we look to nature and ourselves to see what's natural, what we're capable of, and that's going to be ultimately harmonious. Absolutely. And and that's exactly what they stated, you know, is, is we have and we always have had everything we need right here. Right. And, and you take away all the comforts and all the, you know, and, and like you said, just just sit in that space with that connection. And it's like everything, everything we've ever needed is is within. <laughs> I love I love your point about training in the dark. I'm, I'm walking through the jungle here at, at uh, times during the daytime and I feel scared. I'm like, man, I hope there are no snakes around here. Like, I just do not want to encounter. I, I've got a thing for snakes, but. 
especially in uh, the, the deadly ones. But um, yeah, so I, I can imagine running through through the jungle in the dark. Yeah, I don't know if I would do it out there. I kind of understand what's going on. Like, I'm okay with a bear. A bear is going to kind of mind its own business, you know, but you know, I, I, can, <laughs> yeah, I, I can do it in Canada, but like the jungle, no, 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 I'm not doing that. I don't think it'd be another level. It'd be another, like another level in the video game. You've done this here. Now try this new experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no, thank Absolutely. you. Well, yeah. you know, Lee, I'd, I'd love to ask, like, um, what else do you want to chat about, like, with your projects? Like, is, is the Mamos the most important thing? Because I know you're always working on a lot of different things, like with Thrive and Thrive Global, and you're connected to a lot of movers and shakers who are really doing their best to create a solution. And so I think that that's the important thing. Everybody uh, that you're working with and that you're talking to, we're aiming to create a better world to be cohesive to be cooperative to be helpful and find solutions and so i'm just curious if there's another topic or or thing that you're involved with you think is important to touch on well i mean yeah like like i kind of tossed in the the unified alliance there and and you know like i like i alluded to it is the idea of of bringing coherence to all of these seemingly um, different facets of this, this, what I feel is one global movement towards um, unification, towards actually implementing solutions. Um, you know, I, I really feel like the intention behind the UA is to create this, this container or a platform um, so that we can Educate on, you mentioned natural law earlier um, in the conversation, that, that we can actually educate on natural law, which, which I feel really weaves in um, things like jurisdiction, its connection to morality, um, you know, whole brain thinking, like, and, and actually be able to tell the opposite side of the story that, that isn't or hasn't been told to date, right? So, so like, just as, as an example, like natural law would... As, as it pertains to jurisdiction, if we're looking at like courtrooms and statutes and all these things that are um, that are passed off as law, it's it's actually um, contract law. So so there's a there's a there's a tacit agreement that happens, and people think that they're playing by the rules of like the um, Charter of Rights or the original republics in each country. When they're not, they've been duped into believing that they're they're you know playing out here, but they're actually playing in here. And so, to have an understanding of that, and then beyond the original republics is like common law, and then beyond that is like spiritual law. So these these spiritual laws, these natural laws exist that supersede and override the current statues that are being employed on, on the planet, all across the planet. But people don't have an awareness of that. So how how can we how can we bring all of these different pieces together and the researchers and the people that are are really going down these rabbit holes to fight for our our you know our natural freedoms to fight for our sovereignty? So that would be kind of one facet where these organizations can plug into the to the UA, and then we start this unified um, um, effort to really. Um, disseminate this the, the information that's here all right the second component is to actually protect human rights so kind of 
weaving in everything that I just said. And then, um, you know, the, the court cases that are being won, the, the, the medical um, investigations and research that's being done, like bring all of those people together so that we can actually, um, so again, if, if you're looking at this puzzle, just with the natural order or just with that jurisdiction or just with the medical research, right? And you're looking at these things separately, you know, there's, there's an opportunity to dismiss it and go, yeah, you know, I don't, yeah, so what, you know, but if we bring them together, all of a sudden it starts to clarify and, and crystallize this picture that is, is the actual way it is, right? Um, the third component is to actually um, be a gateway to all of these organizations and projects for investors, for resources, for tools, for people to flow into. It's like if, if this is really in resonance with you and you're like, man, I wanna, I wanna join you know, Thick Red Line because they're doing so much to educate officers on, on what natural law is, or I wanna join you know, Thrive and, and you know, work within the Solutions Hub because they're, they're taking solutions from all over the world and translating them into, you know, 40, 43 languages and then disseminating that information. Or I want to join Noble Goldman because I'm a coach and I have resources and materials that, you know, I, I want to get out there to build a community and also to help that community and myself cross-pollinate this information and generate some revenue and share share and in, in, in revenue, right? So whatever that is, like, being a gateway to those different projects for the funds, for the investors to, to actually be able to flow into. Um, the fourth component is to actually create uh, what I, what I kind of defined or redefined as humanitarian excellence. So there are humanitarian efforts and nonprofits all over the world. Does that money ever actually go to the, to the cause that it's saying it's going to? But to actually, or, you know, if you, if you, if you give somebody that's been on the street a million dollars, well, chances are because they haven't been taught how to be responsible with that money, they're going to be on the street again in, in a year's time anyways. So humanitarian excellence is providing the education and the tools necessary for all individuals to be solely self-sufficient, to be solely self-reliant. So, so what are those, what, what are those education components? What are those tools? What are those containers? Right. And then the last one is actually there's, there's two more. So um, when we developed the logo, we wanted something that would embody and, and kind of depict like that connection to each other and the earth. And, and so this, this logo or sigil becomes almost like a representative and a, like an easy identification um, component to okay who who are all the players who you know what what tribes what organizations what <laughs> what countries are um, actually involved in this this greater picture in this greater movement um, and then the last component is to provide containers and councils for us to to come into council with each other so that we can reflect um, with each other and to each other authentically, transparently, tra transparently and vulnerably, and so that we can hold each other accountable. 
because something that I've, I've very recently gone through and learned is that, you know, without, without that reflection, I mean, our shadows or our blind spots are, they're, they're named aptly because we're not able to see them. So to be able to have these safety, these containers where you know that I'm going to call you on your shit and I'm okay with that and you're okay with that so that we can reflect back to each other so that we can hold each other accountable so that we can maintain a higher frequency and a greater coherence to create an emergence for humanity, for, for where we all want to go. And, and that emergence is like, you know, it's, it's, it's like the flock of birds or the, the school of fish or, you know, the, the different body parts. It's like all these organizations serve a purpose, but no, no one organization or individual is greater than or less than another. They're just different and they're different pieces of this puzzle. And if we come together, we can start to all move together, right? Like the birds or the fish or, you know, like the, the fingers on one hand know what the fingers on the other hand are actually doing, right? And, and the sum of the parts will create something so much greater and so much more extraordinary than we could ever imagine or ever accomplish individually. I love that, man. And I, I feel like a lot of people are talking about that unification. It is a, it's obviously a massive challenge, whether you're talking about, yeah, the red line in Canada or, uh, you know, no more lockdowns or some of the law groups or whatever the case is, most of them have the, or they're doing health freedom, right? Everybody has the same intent. It is going to be a longer haul to bring it together. Hopefully we can figure out a way to shorten that process. Um, to unify because we do have the same goals. And I'm reminded of Mark Passio's presentation on natural law, where he talked about um, being in the church of Satan for years and studying Luciferianism. And he said, the reason why they're kicking our butts is because they're incredibly well organized. They are so well organized. If you go to the World Economic Forum, you can sign up and there's this uh, digital map of every single thing that they want to do to uh, reorganize society. And it's awful. And so it is organized to the detail of how they want to execute this plan. And it's going to be up to good people to create something else and then participate in that. And one of the things that I learned from my, my indigenous teachers were, was that uh, it, participation is required. We're going to need to, rec- we're going to need to do something. So what you're speaking about here, I kind of imagine as ways for people to get involved. Like you can do something in your local community. You can do something in a group that you see that is already doing something. That's a great way. Anything will work. And then the people who are organized and, and have people under them, they can organize with something greater. And whether, whether the case is, is this ultimate unification or it's three people together, any kind of unification towards the same goal is going to be incredibly powerful. And it might be like some sort of um, herd mentality where we flop it over really quick. And all of a sudden there's, there's mass unification, which would be great because I'm noticing that right now in the law communities with, you know, I'm doing a law summit right now and connecting to all these different people. They all want the same thing. Right. And so all of these leaders and people are connecting and figuring out the solutions and what the big problems are and what we can do about it. And so what would you recommend for the, the average person that navigating these times from what you've learned? Because, you know, maybe they're in a city and in a job that they like or don't like, or maybe their life is falling around them or they're uncertain about the future, you know, can they get engaged in with what you're doing with the unified Alliance? Should they get involved locally? Um, how would you suggest that they 
um, operate during these times that might be even more challenging uh, moving forward. We're not really sure how things are going to go. We want to yeah. hope for the best, but also prepare for the worst. And that's that kind of thing about knowledge, right? If you get dropped off in the middle of a forest and you have no idea what you're doing, you're going to be terrified. And if you have all the skills, the know-how, um, you know, the education necessary to survive and thrive, you're going to be okay. You're going to know that you're sorted and you're going to be all right. And so one of the things you touched on was accountability, you know, to be able to produce, to have accountability to ourselves, to our friends, to our family, to be honorable, respectful, ethical, and uh, empowered. And that way you're contributing to your community rather than taking from. And that's kind of what was going on. We don't know how to grow our own food or get our own clean water or do these different things. And so we're focused on what could be meaningless jobs or jobs that don't contribute to the community right? Or maybe they do, but not all, but a lot of people's, they don't. And it kind of feeds the system rather than, you know, inverse feeding the soul and then feeding the community. And that's a massive switch. Yeah, absolutely, brother. And, you know, I, I feel like as you're, as you were speaking, what was coming through was so, so this, like I said, I, so much has been activated sitting with the mamas and, and this kind of map started to come through and, and, Really, it, it starts with the self, right? So, so what can you do in this moment? It's not going to cost you any more money. It's not going to, you know, like create a, a necessity for travel or, or any of this stuff. You can choose to eat differently, healthier, right? You can choose to do some movement. Right. There's, there, I mean, there, there are all kinds of coaches. There's all kinds of free content. There's all kinds of paid content. So, so do something that is going to allow you to feel a little bit better. Right. And, and that's kind of like, I see it as this, like this funnel system. Right. And the, the top component is like, you know, Hey, what can I do? Or, or so let me back up a second. If, if we were to take it and, and, self-assess where we are on this continuum from order to disorder, from, from um, love to fear, from chaos to the origin, from disharmony to harmony, right? If, if we self-assess and say like, man, I'm super stressed. I don't have any energy. I'm so busy. Like I'm just running around trying to pay the bills and take care of the family and, you know, whatever it is. Okay. Like I'm, I'm feel like I'm pretty disconnected. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm super fearful right now. I don't know what's going to come next. Okay, so this is where I am. What are the things that I can do to start to take some of that power back? I can eat healthier. I can turn the news off. I can change my mindset. I can change my conversations. I can start some movement. Okay, I've done that for a period of time. I actually feel a little bit better. Huh, what else is there? I've heard meditation is, you know, I always kind of thought it was kind of funny, but Okay, yeah, let me try some meditate mindfulness. Okay, so being aware of my thoughts. Yeah, I, meditation, binaural beats, that's helped me drop in a little. Wow, I feel a little bit better. What's next? Um, purpose. Never really thought about it. Do I have a purpose? Why am I here? Is it just to like run around and pay these bills and like do all this stuff that is making me crazy all the time? Or, okay, so you start to sit with your purpose a little bit. And then the next part down is like, coming back into connection, like calling old friends, calling family. If you're still in a little bit of fear of like connecting with people in person, like make those connections, um, 
if you have the ability to start reconnecting with the earth and start growing your own vegetables and that sort of thing, that would be the next one down. And then it's like, you know, so it doesn't matter where you are on this, on this continuum, right? There's always something and kind of takes us back full circle to the beginning. There's always something that we can do to feel better now to move more, you know, into the expansion of the infinite self within this infinite game that we're playing. And so what are the things that are right in front of you that you can do to feel a little bit better, to change your mindset, to reconnect with in and with yourself, with others, and then with the earth. And as you do that, as you come through this funnel system, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing this like almost like a database that's created, like share that story, share what you have done and, and, you know, the, the changes that you've made and the differences in how it's made you feel from before to where you are now, every step of the way with your, with your loved ones, with your family, even on social media, if you feel like it, right. And, and there's going to start to be this, this commonality. And, and that's where like you can connect, connect with me um, because we want to create this database where, you know, tens of hundreds of thousands of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people are sharing their story of where they've gone on this, from this journey, from fear to love, from disconnection to connection. And the more people that share that story, there's going to be these commonalities that start to show up. And through these commonalities, it's going to give others permission that are kind of, you know, haven't taken this journey just yet to say, wow, like so many people are, taking their power back or reconnecting or feeling better or having more energy or dealing with less stress or beginning to live the lives and create the life that they want. Maybe I can do it too. Beautiful, man. I absolutely love all that. And it it reminds me of what's going on with this law summit because there's, there's themes that are coming through. And one of them is just accountability and responsibility. We have to start with where we are and whether you're in a big city or a rural area or things are going great or terribly or whatever the case is, um, it all starts with you and where you are and these simple things. That's what you can control today because ultimately this universe, we don't have control of it. It is beyond us. We can try as hard as we can to make everything safe and predictable for eternity, but we know it doesn't work like that. You could die in a car crash, something could happen. And so that's where that faith element comes in. And I feel like what's happening here from the negative side of things is this massive attempt for fear. People, you know, were, were, they really need fear to deceive us, to make us um, give up our free will. And so to understand that you're not alone and that if you're on the side of righteousness and goodness and truth, you're connected and supported by a force that is beyond any kind of evil that could exist. And, um, you know, one of the things I actually read recently where, you know, if we're looking into the law stuff, it's pretty quite obvious that there are people who are, you know, they're Luciferian in the sense that, that that 
that's their religion. Their, their idea is to harm and take and own. That's what they believe. That's, that's what their doctrine is. Right. And they actually exist. And that's what's going on in the law system and these systems of the world. They believe they're the owners and rulers. That's all that is. And so that's not on the side of life and goodness and fairness and truth and cooperation. And so one of the things that I read today that I really loved was the idea that um, they want you to think that they're orchestrating this. But if you look in the Bible in these previous times, it was God that struck down the wicked. And I was like, oh, what a paradigm shift. You know, so it's like, yeah, people are going to get harmed. But do you see a whole bunch of really good people who are advocating for freedom, who want the best for you, you know, um, being harmed? No, they're going to be okay. But other people who are shaming and guilting and yelling at you and, you know, wanting the matrix to stay the same and take everything from you, maybe they're the ones that are going to end up having a difficult time as things move forward. And I really loved what you shared there because yesterday, in the uh, group mastermind call that uh, I'm doing weekly, I was thinking about these things because I was struggling, you know, and I was like, how do I ensure that as I'm taking on all of this kind of fear and crap from the external world to be aware of what's going on, how can I ensure that I stay in peace and optimization and truth and service to other people? Because, you know, let, I don't know, let's say the, the boat sinks, right? And you freak out, you're probably just going to drown. But if the boat sinks and you, you get yourself stable, and then it's all of a sudden there's a wave coming, you're like, oh, crap, there's another thing coming. You know, you need to be more aware. And then you're able to kind of process what's going on and find solutions. And so even though it might be a little bit uh, challenging out there with the information, we are capable of adapting to any circumstance that might arise. And some of the things that we came up with is this first cultivate your connection with God, creator and spirit. Second is gratitude. You know, thank you creator for everything, for having everything I need today. And if you've a lot of the podcast guests who've had nothing, right. Everything taken away. They're grateful for anything. I have food, water, shelter. And even if I don't, I have faith. I'm going to get that thing. I'm, I'm created. Uh, or I, I'm, I'm going to be taken care of uh, positive stimulus that you talked about the five gates and, and taking in positive mental nutrient solutions, education for what you need contribution to other people, three kind acts, meditation in the internal world, um, uh, prayer and journaling, right? Connection with creator and, and then how you respond and journaling and just getting your inner world on paper and observing what's happening, not getting emotionally attached and allow yourself to be guided. Know that if you're walking the righteous path with truth and justice and goodness, you're going to be guided no matter how hunky-dory or wild it might get in the external world. And that's all shifting over onto the side of faith. And it can be very challenging. And on the other side, what they're really relying on is your fear, right? And so all of this is to overcome fear, but nothing there says you got to go down to South America, that you got to start an organization, that you got to do anything different than you're doing in the household that you're in, in the situation that you're in. Um, you can literally just transform your inner world. And maybe you're going to, you know, share that vibration, that energy, that feeling with your family. And maybe that's all you're going to be able to do, but that will be transformational. That will be night and day for your family members, for your community, for your friends. It will be night and day. You will be the light in that situation. And maybe the universe is only asking you to do that. You know, all those loved ones that are so lost, you remain in peace. You remain empowered. You remain optimistic and connected to the creator, knowing it's going to be okay and you're going to find a solution. And how powerful is that? And when we do that, that energy can bring us into a bigger current 
for organizations, for things like you're doing with the UA and other things and other teachers that we're all moving in that same current and it is cohesive, it's cooperative, and there is no competition in it. And then as we all take ownership in ourselves, that's how that ripples up to a, a greater effect for the world and whether there's a tipping point scenario or that we can only walk ourselves out and, and then hold the lamp up on the way, right? This is the way to truth. This is the way to be you know, um, without conflict. This is the way to peace and harmony, right? And um, all are welcome. Right. And, and people will self select either to engage in that or to um, not. But if you're by yourself, you might be the one leading the way. And that's the challenge. So don't believe that you're alone just because that's your scenario. Cause I'm getting a lot of that. Um, mm -hmm. You're just the leader in that scenario. Absolutely. And I mean, by all means connect, connect with us, you know, like we're, this is, this is what we do, right. Is, is uh, you know, provide support, provide assistance, provide information, um, provide connections and, and community. And, and, you know, so if you do find that you're in that space where, you know, you're, you're kind of, you feel like you're alone, um, as Matt said, you're not, you know, we, we're, we're here for you and, and um, we want you to reach out. I want you to reach out. I want you to connect because there's, there are, are tons of people that I can connect you with, right? And so that's, and whether it's doing calls or just calling other people or doing masterminds, like there are tons of ways in which you can um, connect with the, the global community, the global family that, you know, that, that does see things this way, that is moving towards, you know, greater coherence, more love, more connection, more wholeness. Right. And, and those are the things that that I'm passionate about. And, and I'm pretty sure you're here in the same area, uh, my brother. And, and you know, and, and I really feel like as we continue to unify these pieces of the puzzle, um, it's, it's just going to provide more light for those that are those that are seeking it. more light, more connection. Um, and, you know, as, as we light that path, it's I, I feel like. Um, more and more people are, are going to be on the journey with us. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, you know, as I think about the, the lit path, it just starts as like with a few little lights. Right. But as people start to migrate, you're going to be able to see that light from further and further. And just like, if you, you know, in Costa Rica, which you've been right. If there's a fire on the beach, people show up. It's, it's just the most primal thing ever. People move yeah. towards the light. And right now it's just really blanketed in darkness and it's harder to find. So it's, uh, we need to be accountable for ourselves to be the light. And that just means to be peaceful. It means to be honorable. It means to have positive intents for your fellow man to do your best simple things that are not outside of anybody's capability um, to stand up for what's right and true. True. And over time, you're going to develop your strength, your courage, and your inner light in your inner world and your inner vibration. And that's going to shine out to other people. And when we unify more and more, it's going to, it's really going to ripple out and, and going to be a beautiful invitation for those who were sleeping along the way. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have a nice, you know, cocoa for them and warm bed and, and a beautiful spot because we want everybody to, to participate in that, you know? So brother, this is always a great, uh, pleasure to talk to you. I always love what you're working on. Your updates are always inspiring, walking the path, a lot of solutions. So it always fires me up to know that you're out there connecting to a lot of people who are committed to 
finding the solutions, but taking action. And I feel like that's a huge uh, distinction. And what you do is, is finding the action takers. And so is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with, or where do you want to send them for uh, more connection, more support, more work? Where should they go? Yeah. I mean, if, if you want to check out the unified Alliance, it's unifiedalliance.world. If you want to connect with me, you can do so at Lee at Lee hyphen Davy and it's davy.com. Um, we're, we're doing some really cool things with um, our connected community out of Vancouver, plugging into Noble Goldman. And, and that's going to be essentially a community building um, resource and content sharing cross-pollination platform with coaches and facilitators from all around the world, as well as an opportunity to uh, generate some revenue if, if that's something that you choose. Um, so that's happening. And then uh, gonna be offering some, some more courses, um, some day long like online workshops and courses as well as retreats. But uh, yeah, I mean, just if any of this resonated at any level, just reach out and, and do so through the Lee at Lee-Baby.com site. And uh, yeah, let's just, let's just have a conversation. And, you know, if I'm able to support you in your journey or connect you with, with other people, or if you feel a resonance with the Unified Alliance and have, have a piece of, of that puzzle, whether you're a lawyer or a doctor, uh, you know, just an individual, an organization, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a global thing that, that um, we've set it up for, that the intention is, is to really unify and bring coherence. And so, you know, the old, the old saying, something my dad used to always say, many hands makes, makes lighter work. So, you know, the more hands on deck that we have, um, we, can, we can start to come into council with each other to bring greater coherence, to hold each other accountable and to move forward um, as as one, as it was meant to be. Beautiful. Love it, brother. Well, I appreciate you and everything that you do, you know, forging the path and always looking for uh, cooperation, cohesion, and bringing everybody together for the same unified intent to make the planet a better place. So I appreciate you and everything that you do. And uh, thanks again for coming on the show and sharing your work and some of your uh, beautiful and amazing journeys. And I look forward to learning more about what the, the Mamos and Kogis and the uh, Indigenous want to bring forward as far as wisdom and supporting them and their mission to get the word out and their teachings out so uh, the entire planet can benefit. So thanks for uh, being there in person to uh, share the message with us. Absolutely, my brother. Love you so much. I love what you're doing. You're always an inspiration. And it's always such an honor for me to, uh, to come on and have this, you know, we've, we've had this connection since Egypt and it just continues to expand. So uh yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks for being the light and thanks for being on the, on the front lines, you know, doing, doing the work there in Canada while some of us uh, <laughs> kind of piss off to other places, uh, still doing the work, but uh, not in, not in the fire as, as quite as much. So. Yeah. yeah well, I, I appreciate the kind words and I'll keep the chip on my shoulder until you get your ass back to <laughs> communist Canada. <laughs> just in the front row taking bullets as you're out there just in the forest. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I'm in Costa Rica. I'm in, I'm in Florida. I'm in Texas. All these places are free. This is amazing. I've had the best year ever. Like, damn it, man. <laughs> I can't even go to the gym. 
Uh, yeah, man, but we're all doing it. I, you got to be out there. So thanks. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. And uh, I look forward to where we're going to be in a year and two and like on the full other side of this. I know it's going to be beautiful. So thanks for uh, doing what you do as well. Absolutely, brother. Sending you a shield of love. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Thanks. See you guys. Have a great day. Bye. Peace out. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the absolutely incredible Lee Davey. I hope that you enjoyed that show. Uh, what an amazing person Lee is and the wisdom coming from the Mamos and the tribe of the elders and all of the stuff that he's doing is uh, so phenomenal. And so I'm, I'm staying in contact, seeing how I can support, see how I can get the word out there and, um, you know, always looking for solutions. So thank you guys so much for listening. Your support to all the, all the members and all the patrons. I, I sincerely appreciate you. The best way to support, you know, go to MattBaylair.com become a member you can do so by donation or for free just email me matt at zenathlete.com um, I, I put in some of these updates there's a lot of funky stuff going on right now and uh, working through that so there's going to be a little bit less shows but uh, if you're not getting you know responses from me uh, just email me directly matt at zenathlete.com if you've applied for coaching or want some supportive programs they're just i can't even go into it all i'm not going to focus on it but uh, there's stuff happening and uh, we're going to get through this together and i'm going to keep getting the word out um, to you guys for all these amazing people and guests uh, if you want to support our new sponsor the good inside and you want to check out the zeolite detox it is one of the best tools um, and and minerals that you can have for detox detox and they're offering you, the listeners of this community, um, a bottle for just five bucks. Uh, you can go to thegoodinside.com forward slash Matt B. Now check it out. They have the published studies on there. It's 100% legit. Uh, took me a while to vet it with all my doctor friends and things like that. But heavy metals are a massive issue. Among any all these other issues we have, the heavy metals are a pain in the butt. So, uh, you know, if we can get rid of those, that's going to be helpful. And then also figure out like a process where we can do it over time. So I really kind of clicked in when I was doing the research on the heavy metals that I need to be making sure that I get uh, apple cider vinegar daily, looking at these tools that remove toxins. So I've got the Pure Body Extra now that I'm going to be using. Um, and it's been actually very helpful, especially with my, uh, you know, they call it brain fog, but it's like, I call it like lack of motivation. It's just like, it's harder to get stuff done. And it's like a weight. It's it's kind of weird, you know, and, and my diet's not always the best. So uh, it's pretty good. Um, but adding all these other things, like making sure that I have a, a green drink, which they also provided me with. So making sure that I'm ingesting those balances out all the other stuff. Like if I'm having a pizza or a beer or something. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that was really a key for me in that research. So check it out. They're, they're amazing. Every product is absolutely phenomenal. I stand by them 100%. And I uh, hope that you guys can enjoy it if you want to check that out. But uh, like I said, lots of weirdness uh, going on behind the scenes. But um, Law Summit is out there. Check that out. You can get access to it. Check out the Telegram. Stay in touch. There's going to be some phenomenal shows coming up. Like I said, I'm battling a few things, so I'm going to be slowing it down a little bit, but uh, some amazing stuff's coming up. So appreciate you. Support the show if you can. I have all of my gratitude for everyone who supported because it, it does keep the show going. So thank you so much. Have a beautiful day, and we'll see you in the next episode.